three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gays, this is The Real Pineapple, and uh, this is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> I apologize for sounding a little weird, but I'll get to that in a second. So I've got a breakdown for um, the Ryan Coogler uh, film, a little movie we have coming out in November called uh, Wakanda Forever, of course, uh, the sequel to Black Panther. Um, So to put everything out on Front Street, I, you know, I have not been uh, subtle on my love for the MCU. I admit that to an extent, Phase 4 has been a mixed bag, but I'm still digging what Marvel's doing. But the movie I was the most concerned with <laughs> that was coming out this year was Wakanda Forever. Because, you know, hearing about the, you know, with the co- with the things happening with COVID, you know, and uh, <clears throat> and Letitia, uh, Letitia Wright thinking masks were terrible and the whole vaccine controversy with her, like Ryan Coogler... He's one of my favorite directors working in the game right now. I mean, of course, Black Panther, but of course he did Fruitville Station um, as well as Creed. And the guy guy just, when you think about Black directors, you know, you think Jordan Peele, you think your Queen Ava's, you know, you think Coogler, but he's one of the best directors working, period. And, uh, sorry, I'm going to try really hard not to cry again. But this movie has so much to live up to. It has to address... The passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, Marvel came out, you know, and said that they weren't going to recast T'Challa, you know, and I've talked about on the podcast about if it's if that's the right decision or not. And I understand how people feel about T'Challa being recast because there's so many Black Panther stories with T'Challa that you just lose by not doing that. But at the same time, after watching this trailer, I went. Yeah, I think it's like I don't even want to say it's the right decision, but I think they can make this decision work. That that's that's the way I'll put it. Because I don't know. I mean, if you recast T'Challa, you still have access to his stories, and you know, I'm sure Cooler could make those work too. But given the emotional nature and how we lost Chadwick, I understand why Coogler and Marvel made this choice. But let's uh, let's get into the actual trailer. Um, again, I'm gonna try to get through this without crying. But uh, first off, oh God, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little I, I'm a little scatterbrained here. But let me, let me back up a little bit. Um, I think this trailer. Say what you will about Marvel. If you're not a fan, you're not a fan. But one thing that Marvel has been excellent at, whether it's uh, the uh, first trailer, the teaser trailer for Civil War, the teaser trailer for Black Panther, uh, the teaser trailer for, um, oh God, what else, for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Marvel has really excelled at teaser trailers, uh, like or the, 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 the first look trailer, we'll just call it. Um, the Ant-Man one is fucking excellent. Uh, I remember in particular, but let's call it what it is. None of us knew what to expect from this trailer. And I've talked about it here on uh, other reviews uh, for Marvel films in phase four that I was terrified about 
what this movie was going to look like because with with covid affecting things and this will i'll get into how this affects my black panther pick in just a moment but ryan coogler was dealt a fuck of a hand i mean obviously we lost Chadwick Boseman a couple years ago um, is still something that I will say as a critic. I'm not over because after watching uh, Ma Rainey's, uh, I talked about the fact that Chadwick clearly had another gear and had so many more performances, incredible gifts to give uh, us as an audience and to see him taken from us so early. It's not fucking fair. It's really not. And I, it, it, angers me that he's still not around and that we're getting a Black Panther film without him. It, it fucking bums me out. And obviously, you know, if you're a director, you know, if you're a Coogler and you have to navigate that incredible loss, what the hell do you do? And that brings me to Letitia Wright. So I have talked about on uh, on other recordings about how much the pandemic just hurt, hurt me in general as a person. I, I still believe that we all pretty much have PTSD after lockdown, after the pandemic, and just the amount of shit we've all gone through over the last couple of years. But being a being a content creator in particular, you know, uh, I, I'm lucky enough to have friends, a lot of friends in the community, and just the conversations I've had with content creators, you know, you know, small scale, big scale, uh, those conversations about having to put out content and you know, trying to kind of push through the stress and the depression and the grind and everything to, to provide your audience with content. I can't even imagine what Ryan Cooler was thinking or has been thinking, given the fact he directed one of the most profitable films of all time in Black Panther. He loses his star. He's got Letitia Wright, who, if you've read the comics, Shuri would be the most logical uh, next in line to take on the mantle of the Black Panther. But I would not be surprised at all if after all those tweets that Letitia Wright put out and talking about how the vaccine's a sham and all this crap and how you don't need to wear masks and talking to the crew about that, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Coogler went, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to go ahead and elevate your status by making you the new Black Panther, which I'm going to kind of jump around on this trailer, but what I think they're going to do, and I've talked about this before as well, and uh, people working in the MCU have confirmed it, Marvel lies. Marvel lies a lot. <laughs> Marvel lies all the fucking time. I always go back to uh, the the uh, the first trailer for Infinity War, where we show uh, where they show that shot of uh, Captain America, Hulk, uh, Black Panther, all running towards the screen in Wakanda. That never happens in the fucking movie. And the Russos and Feige even admitted that we go ahead and we, you know, put shots and trailers to go ahead and throw fans off the scent. So I would in no way, shape or form be surprised if the very last shot in the trailer is a, it's a total misdirect because, and I have a narrative reason why as, as well. Winston Duke is an incredible actor. If you haven't seen, I mean, most of us have seen us by now. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen the other movie I'm about to reference, uh, Nine Days, which he stars in, that was one of my best, uh, my favorite films of, uh, oh God, was that last year? I believe that was last year. One of my favorite films of last year. Fucking love Nine Days. Winston Duke's star is on the rise. He's incredibly fun in interviews. He's charitable. He's charming. Uh, 
you know, he's a he's a thick, handsome black man. Remind you of anyone? And and honestly, I think it's his time. Obviously, the circumstances for this are are horrible. But that last shot in the trailer feels so much like a misdirect because let's be real. If you put a picture of Umbaku uh, from the back view in the Black Panther suit as a uh, as the uh, to quote the thirst uh, thirst tweet about Winston Duke, you know, Mbaku mm thick. If we you know if we if we saw his ass in the Black Panther suit, we'd immediately go, oh fucking Mbaku is gonna be the next Black Panther. And this feels like something Marvel wants to play close to the vest and actually let the uh, the audience experience all of the emotions leading up to who the new leader of Wakanda is going to be. So, you know, I've talked about how I thought Okoye would be a great substitute. Again, if it's Shuri, I trust Ryan Coogler because he's Ryan Coogler and he knows what the fuck he's doing with Wakanda. If it's Shuri, obviously, you know, I, I'm sure he'll make it work, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to plant my goal. I'm going to plant my, my flag. I think it's Winston Duke, and I believe everything leading up to Wakanda Forever is going to be as much of a misdirect as humanly possible to go. It's not Winston Duke. It's not M'Baku. It's a woman. I think it's going to be M'Baku because not only because of the fact I just want it to be him, but when you think about the whole the whole context, uh, not the whole context, but the whole conflict uh, between M'Baku, uh, M'Baku's people and, uh, and uh, T'Challa's. This is another way to go ahead and mend that bridge and make them feel more together, make them feel more united. Obviously, you know, they kind of crush the beef at the end of Black Panther. And we see T'Challa refer to M'Baku, you know, uh, as, you know, as a brother in Infinity War when they fight alongside each other. But this is another way to bridge that gap. And I think that Coogler, from a narrative perspective, is going to go, huh, okay, yeah, let's do that. So I'm calling it right now. M'Baku's going to be the new Black Panther. Yes. Go M'Baku. Go Winston Duke. But I digress. So, all right, let's get into this. Let's get into this trailer. One of the things that I immediately noticed about the trailer that just made me go, holy crap, the, the shots in this trailer. This looks like a, I don't want to say an upgrade, but it looks, the way it's shot, it's very, it's very Planet Earth. I, I love the way that this that this already is shot, and you really feel the sense of loss. You feel Chadwick in this in this trailer. As the audience, obviously, a lot of people will compare this to something like uh, Furious Seven, where you know, of course, Paul Walker uh, passed before the film could be completed. And I, I will just say right now. I do not think in any way, shape, or form they're exploding Chadwick Boseman because I've already seen that bullshit online. People are going, oh my God, why are they talking about Chadwick? Why are they killing T'Challa? Why aren't they recasting him? And I think for me, after I watched this trailer, because I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer because obviously when Chadwick passed, that was one of the first things that people brought up was, okay, what happens to Black Panther? Holy shit. And for me, yes, you could have recast T'Challa. You could have had a variant of T'Challa come in. Uh, you could have brought Killmonger back. I mean, that you could have done that. I don't think that really allows the fan base to grieve. This trailer, after watching it several times, I really feel like Marvel is making the right decision by not recasting T'Challa. Again, I do not... I won't begrudge people for saying... How do I... Oh God, how do I want to put this? I won't begrudge people for wanting... To have T'Challa recast, but what I would say is don't be a dick about it. 
because the amount of people were going, Marvel's doing a disservice to black people because they're not, get, get the fuck over yourself, all right? This is a sensitive situation, uh, a situation that I'm, that you know good and goddamn well Cougar doesn't want to be a part of because, you know, the, and that's not including all the fucking um, delays and everything. I'm sure Coogler is has spent a lot of sleepless nights, you know, working on this and thinking about what the right decision is. And I'm sure Feige, I mean, I'd love to ask Kevin Feige, like, how confident are you in your decision? Because he flat out said that we won't recast T'Challa, but I mean, does he feel the same way now? Like as a person of color, I mean, obviously I just want to talk to Kevin Feige, but I would love to talk to Feige about that and really ask him how that decision came to pass. Cause you know, there had to have been an insane amount of conversation, but time behind the scenes discussing and debating on, you know, what you do. I, I would literally love to, to talk to, to talk to him about that. Um, one thing I do want to point out as well, uh, the shot at the 21 second mark of of Shuri, a place, uh, a, uh, of course, played by uh, Letitia Wright, not wearing a mask here. Shocker. But <laughs> but the whole this whole shot and the way that everyone's dressed in white, clearly, you know, observing King T'Challa's passing, it takes me back to Civil War where, you know, where King T'Chaka gets uh, killed and he talks about how. Uh, death is not the end, but it's simply a stepping off point. And that in particular, the way that echoes now in particular is just crazy haunting, but also beautifully poetic when you think about it. It makes me wonder and it makes me hope. Uh, time to get super nerd now. It makes me hope that we're going to get to see uh, uh, Necropolis in the MCU. For those of you who don't know, that's the Wakandan version of the uh, City of the Dead, where all the previous... Uh, Black Panthers are buried, but one thing that uh, I believe was actually Tanisha Coates who went ahead and introduced this for the first time, the prior, uh, the current Black Panther is able to go ahead and actually draw from the strength, knowledge, and experience of the past Black Panthers, which is something that you could use so easily to go ahead and inform the new Black Panther. So I'm 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 really hoping we get that appearance uh, here for the first time in Wakanda, uh, Wakanda Forever. Another little fun fact that uh, the um, oh my gosh the uh, ne uh, Necropolis actually acts as a home base of operations for the Illuminati in the comics, who were introduced, of course, in Multiverse of Madness, or at least a version of them. So. A little foreshadowing, perhaps. I I, I believe Wakanda is going to be, and I and I talked about this in our Falcon and the Winter Soldier review. I believe Wakanda is going to be insanely important uh, moving forward, especially as we head to Secret Wars, because when we when we think about Wakanda, they've really started to have a pretty big hold on things in the MCU. When we think about the just Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how. You know, our current Captain America, yes, he is Captain America, you racist fuckers. Sam Wilson, his suit is from Wakanda. You know, Black, uh, Bucky, aka White Wolf, called him that favor. So the fact that America literally is represented by Wakanda is pretty crazy, which takes me to the part in the trailer. I think it's around the, around the minute uh, three mark where we see people in uniform lowering these very avatar looking suits uh underwater and 
the shot in particular that I want to bring up is the one is the 105 mark. So that looks very military. Obviously, you've, they've got the uh, the soldier has the camera on his head, but the way he has that woman held, it's like Wakanda has um, retinal scans to go ahead and maybe get into certain places of Wakanda. And let's be real, would it be <laughs> would it be off base to think that the U.S. government would try to go ahead and stir the pot between Atlantis? and Wakanda and go ahead and maybe mine for vi- uh, for vi- uh, for vibranium there or go ahead and steal natural resources. I mean, it is America. We kind of have a track record of that. So that shot in particular made my skin crawl in the best way because Ryan Coogler, and I mean this in, in the best way, clearly doesn't give a fuck about who he offends. He's out to tell his story. And that is a incredibly haunting shot when you think about the diplomacy that's supposed to exist supposedly but clearly fucking doesn't now to go uh back to the very beginning of the trailer the music and i've talked about how incredible the marvel trailers have been especially when it comes to the music that they use uh using using run the jewels of course for the first black panther teaser trailer it's it's still probably the teaser trailer that's got me the most hyped like i remember just watching that going holy shit i'm ready for black panther going from going from no woman no cry and mixing it seamlessly uh, uh, at the, around the 54 second mark into Everybody's Gonna Be Alright, uh, Ken, uh, Kendrick Lamar's classic off of To Pimp a Butterfly. Apparently Kendrick is back doing the music, which, thank fucking God, they, like, keep, keep Kendrick doing anything Black Panther he wants, because I've, I've talked about the soundtrack of Black Panther and how brilliant it, 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 it is, and, uh, Ludwig's incredible score. Please let them keep doing Black Panther. If they just want to keep doing Black Panther only, and not do touch any other MCU properties. Fucking awesome. Totally fine with that. Just let them keep doing. Let them keep doing this, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. But of course, the big thing that the internet has talked about with this trailer, it looks like, of course, uh, looks like uh, Queen Ramonda is taking uh, taking over uh, as queen now. Of course, played by the amazing, uh, um, amazing, amazing Angela Bassett, and you know, again, the whole. The whole internet's already talked about it. We've had our, our our cry moment, but I am not prepared yet to hear her say, "I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone." That line in particular, and then you think about the follow up where she goes, "Have I not given? Have I not given everything?" And she's a thousand percent right. And when you think about black culture and how we've lost so much just through you know the annals of time i've talked about how you know the ancestry.com and sites like that piss me the fuck off because so much of our history can't be recovered and yet people have that luxury and don't even really get you know really take it for granted having her say that line in particular not only speaks to me as a person of color but also from the mcu uh, MCU narrative perspective, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I feel like we're going to learn that uh, Queen Ramonda survived the blip and Shuri and, of course, T'Challa, we know, were lost uh, to the blip uh, because of Thanos' snap. That's a storyline. It's a small little thing, but that really is a simple thing you can do to hammer home the loss even more because the concept of 
Queen Ramonda losing her son to this fucking monster and then getting him back only to lose him again. That is fucking tragic. And I really do hope Kugler and his team decide to go that route and go ahead and, you know, take advantage of that story narrative. Because I think that would actually elevate the loss, but go ahead and add to, uh, to the story as well. Moving on, I'm very curious about Everett Ross. Uh, of course, uh, Martin Freeman coming back and playing him again. He ha- he kind he slowly earned the trust of T'Challa and the rest of Wakanda, and obviously helped uh, Killmonger's forces from escaping Wakanda with with that vibranium. I don't know, y'all. Like Everett Ross, if you've read the comics, he he is known to switch alliances. He's not always a good guy. So the fact we only get a little glimpse of him, I could see him being more important to the plot than maybe even we realize right now and who's to say he's not a catalyst for things going wrong so i'm not sold on this whole concept that martin freeman uh that martin freeman's ross is here to help wakanda he could be there to help uh, infiltrate it because again we're getting to the whole uh political aspect of it which is why angela bassett being queen ramonda this time around has me so intrigued i could easily see the diplomacy and all of all of the u.s uh you know the the united nations stuff kind of breaking down and the u.s using that as an advantage and who's to say the u.s doesn't go hey you've kind of earned their trust let's go ahead and send you into wakanda so don't immediately jump to the conclusion that just because Everett ross is back that he is in that he's here to help wakanda he may not be so now I gotta talk about my girl. I gotta talk about Riri Williams, who's played by Dominique Thorne. I am so happy we're getting Riri Williams here. So the interesting thing is that in the comics, she is a, oh God, I believe she's 15. In the comics, when we meet her, she uh, has an incredibly genius intellect, uh, very similar to Shuri. She is at MIT when she's 15, and she goes ahead and reverse engineers some of Iron Man's uh, old armor from a box of scraps. Sorry, but he, but she goes ahead and reverse engineers the suit and becomes Ironheart in the comics. And so, as I, I believe I said this in my Miss Marvel review, I might have said it during my my in game review. I can't remember. I've definitely said it at least a couple times here on the show. I when we were uh, when they confirmed that Riri Williams would be making her debut here, my whole thought was just say that she's studying abroad, that she got some scholarship or internship while she's at MIT to go ahead and get her Wakanda. And I feel like that's the route they're probably going to go here. It's a simple way to just go, yep, here we go. This is why she's here. What I appreciate is that we get the shot of her we, between her and Shuri where, you know, they hit the rock, you know, very reminiscent to T'Challa going to Shuri's lab the first time we see it, at least in Black Panther later on in the trailer. I absolutely love the shot of uh, at the 133 mark, exactly mirroring Tony Stark in the cave in the original Iron Man, Riri, uh, Riri Williams going ahead and, and making a, I'm gonna say a very Mark One, probably very bulky version uh, of her armor. Uh, so what I think we'll, we'll probably see, one of those uh, mech suits that we saw earlier in the trailer that the government or whomever is using to explore the ocean floor, I think Wakanda or Riri herself will go ahead and get in possession of one of those and she'll go ahead and she'll make her own makeshift armor because this is very old school looking as far as how she's hammering the heart out even, clearly not using Wakandan tech. 
I think that's how we're going to go ahead and get her first version of the armor. Because why would you debut her, you know, her prime armor in a Black Panther movie? I think there's going to be quite a bit that Coogler and his team is handling. But having Riri Williams, just a makeshift version of her armor uh, in that last battle potentially would be fucking badass. So I'm going to call I'm going to call that uh, right now. But absolutely love the fact we're getting her. And I think she's going to be in the movie a little more than we think. I don't, I'm not going to say she'll be in most of it, but I think she'll be in it for more than five minutes. I think she'll be in it for more on the 15 minute mark or so. All right. A couple other things I want to throw out um, early on in the trailer when we see the uh, when we see the throne room at the like at the 34 second mark. Apparently that says uh, rest in power, King T'Challa, our hero. It was an honor. Rest in power, which. I, I know people online are already saying this. I'm going to be taking a box of tissues <laughs> with me to see this movie. And I've already told my partner, you know, be prepared for me to be crying because I'm not going to be okay watching this movie. Uh, this is going to be emotional. And, and I I almost might go later at night just so I can feel a little less a little less shitty about crying in front of a theater full of people because i cried during the first black panther when when the credit when the you know the the marvel studios logo came up because of the incredible representation that i knew i was about to behold and the great movie that i had a feeling i was about to witness and it wasn't a great movie it was an amazing experience I, just the emotion attached to this i am i i'm not gonna be okay i i'm really not and i'm and I'm already just like, oh god, okay. I, I I'm sure people have made this comparison. Actually, I know people have made this comparison. The way the underwater shot is, uh, uh, stuff is shot is absolutely fucking amazing. Like it actually weirdly makes me more hyped for Avatar, even though I know I'll care about this movie way fucking more than the new Avatar movie. But the way uh, at the fifty, excuse me, at the fifty-five second mark, how we see the Atlanteans holding onto the uh on the whale there as uh it swims underwater you can very much tell in the way that wakanda is very much at peace with the world and the land around it atlanteans are very much at peace uh with the ocean that they go ahead and inhabit and i really like the way they're kind of drawing those those parallels between uh wakanda and atlantis this early on a couple other quick things I just want to point out in the trailer that I noticed uh, or that I really appreciated. The shot at the 109 mark of Atlanta, uh, of Atlantis, of the throne room in Wakanda covered in water and in fire is a, a haunting fucking shot. Like that shot gave me uh, gave me chills alone. But what it reminds me of, too, is the uh, the Avengers vs. X-Men event where the Phoenix Force, which takes over Namor, goes ahead and goes fuck Wakanda and goes ahead and decides uh, to flood it. And we see, we actually see a flood of that later on at the uh, minute 41 mark. 
which is again a, a haunting shot of the scene Wakanda covered in water like that. Um, I love that. I, I love the way that this film already looks. Um, oh gosh, what God? What else do I want to throw out? The shot at the 150 mark of Namor descending looks like he's gonna become king of Atlantis here in the movie. But seeing him descend to the throne like that—that that shot is is so cool. I, I, I love that shot. One of the more underrated shots in 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 the trailer, and I'm and I'm trying to find the timestamp for it. But it really does feel like, as I mentioned with um, earlier, how they're trying to draw comparisons between Wakanda and between Atlantis. And there is this shot in the trailer of a mural in Atlantis, and it feels very much like uh, the mural is very leaning, you know, more on the religious side. Again, to go ahead and draw comparisons in the way that Wakanda goes ahead and, you know, worships uh, the panther goddess Bast. I- I'm very curious how Atlantis is going to kind of explain who they worship um, and, you know, and what they're all about. Uh, I'm really curious for them to go ahead and get to the mythology of, uh, of, uh, of Atlantis. And then the last thing I will, excuse me. Last, uh, the last couple things I'll throw out. At the minute 32 mark, we get our first look of uh, Namora, uh, who's played by uh, Mabel uh, Kadina. And I love the fact that she has her, uh, if you read Marvel comics, you know that uh, rebirth or, uh, re- uh, rebreathers are a thing. And so that allows uh, Atlanteans to go ahead and breathe, breathe on land. The thing that's interesting is that that looks like Atuma. The reason that character is important is because at multiple points during during Marvel canon, he tries to go ahead and overthrow Namor to become king himself, kind of similar uh, to Killmonger in that way. So I'm curious if Namor's going to kind of get ahead of himself, think, you know, he might have Wakanda on the ropes. Then he goes ahead and gets taken over or, uh, you know, knock, uh, knock down a peg. And then he has to perhaps team a uh, team with the Wakandans to go ahead and, you know, take down some of these Atlanteans. Uh, uh, so I'm curious how that's going to go. But showing him the first trailer i find i find very very interesting the last thing i will throw out is that we have uh, i think it's gonna say uh, i'm gonna say ayo uh ayo i'm gonna go ayo who's played by uh florence uh kasumba who of course was in falcon the winter soldier uh she was the one that looks like uh had a little bit of a thing with uh with bucky which you know good for bucky doesn't discriminate and michaela cole who plays uh, anika so what's interesting about them at the, I want to say like at the minute 51 mark, we see them, but in the comics, in a Tanisha Coates run of the, of Black Panther, um, Akina clearly in this trailer, and I'm trying to find the timestamp, but they're wearing what's called the Midnight Angel armor. And I, and I don't really want to get into what that's about. I'll let you kind of Google that yourself because it does become important later on. I don't think that's an accident. So if I'm going to take a bit of a, I'm going to do a bit of a cheat. <laughs> I do believe that Winston Dukes, uh, Winston Dukes and Baku is going to go ahead and become uh, the new Black Panther. However, if you were to throw a curveball and not have it be Okoye, not have it be Shuri, not have it be Nakia, it could be Anika. It legit could be Anika being the new Black Panther. So that's going to be my <laughs> pull Charlie Day wild card. That's going to be my wild card pick. Uh, if it's not Winston, uh, Winston Dukes and Baku, I think it will be uh, Anika. I-, I find it very interesting that she's in that armor 
specifically. So I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just kind of trusting my gut here, but yeah, I, I think that's very, I think that's very telling. I think Anika uh, is going to be a pretty prominent character in this, uh, in this movie in particular, but yeah, y'all um, that's all I noticed from the trailer. Those are my thoughts. Uh, what did you think of the Wakanda forever trailer? Uh, did you cry <laughs> when you watched it? Uh, I cried for about 45 minutes the first time I saw it because I actually passed out right before Marvel, uh, right before Marvel's uh, hall H uh, hall H presentation woke up around eight o'clock and I had 14 text messages and messages from people going, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? So I understand that people are hyped for this. I can't wait for November. I cannot wait to see this fucking movie. But yeah, talk to me, people. Have you seen the trailer? Did you cry? What did you think of it? What did you notice in the trailer that has you uh, excited? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Samsung Podcasts, TuneUp, at The Real Pineapple. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. That again is R-E-E-L, pineapple. When I hop on Twitch, at some point, I'm going to do it. I promise. Uh, I'll definitely let y'all know. Uh, but to stay up to date on the show, go ahead and follow both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. That again is R E E L Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Uh, again, R E E L Pineapple. And you can follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. Um, I, uh, and you can follow me on uh, TikTok at Black Shazam775. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to have reviews up here soon for League of Super Pets, which <laughs> we'll see how it is. It could be good, uh, as well as a bullet train. And coming up this uh, this next week, I think I'm going to finally, finally have a review uh, or our first uh, edition of the Weekly Slice. I'm going to go ahead and actually start putting that out for y'all every Saturday. Uh, just wrapping up the uh, news, uh, news for the week and talking about my thoughts on it and everything. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your continued support. Please stay safe out there. Uh, wear your mask. Get your booster if you haven't. Tell someone you love them today. Uh, we we're, we all need to hear. We all need to hear that more. Um, I'm over here on the West Coast. So if you're in a area where the fires are are hitting this time of year. Please stay safe out there. Um, take care of yourself, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon.